The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, it's 306 on the Wednesday edition of the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Andrew is on holidays. Jaylen flying solo. Thanks to Brad Whisker for joining me uh, for the first hour of the show. And thanks to all of you chiming in on the conversation of eSports. I'll, I'll cycle back around and get some more of those comments a little bit uh, later on because it's interesting. It's ranging from one extreme to the other about whether or not you support eSports, whether or not you actually think it's a sport, whatever. There's a lot of people out there or there's some people out there making big bucks and a lot of people watching them do it. Uh, The last Wednesday of the month, we're always happy to welcome Dr. Gans Ferentz into the studio for another episode, another session, let's say, of how does that make you feel? Hi, Gans. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, Summer's been good? Oh, yeah, it's been good. Good, good. Um, Countdown is on to back to school. Oh, yes. And that is what we wanted to talk uh, about today. I know Mm. I was talking to my my mom-in-law and my mom, rather, and, uh, you know, my niece and nephew are mm. so excited to get back to school. They're 16 and 14. Oh, that's and awesome that they're excited. They're excited, <laughs> but I know there's a lot of kids out there that maybe aren't so excited. They're a little bit uh, leery. Let's start with some of the things that the kids and parents can do to mm-hmm. kind of make it a little bit easier for kids, happy or not, to go back to school. And I think one of them is, you know, getting familiar with yes. where they're going. Well, I mean, all the, all the structure. So there's you know the, the the core idea here is that um, the more predictability, the more control that we can have over any new situation, mm-hmm. that helps us reduce our stress, helps us feel more um, like autonomous and free. And you know, so what we can do, what parents can do, is help the kids or encourage the kids to. You know, visit the school, talk to the teachers, talk to classmates, especially if you're going, you know, the big transitions entering elementary mm-hmm. school, going to junior high, high school, and also university. And so anything you can do to make yourself familiar with that is going to help reduce that stress. So it's even things like if you're walking to school, let's walk the route a couple times. If you're taking the bus, let's ride the bus. Let's, you know, when my daughter was starting university, we went and visited the campus a bunch of times. We went to the orientation. We walked around. We, you know, made sure that she knew where everything was and that, you know, and she felt a lot more calm when the first day came. Mm -hmm. I remember going off to college, leaving, you know, Sault Ste. Marie, (laughs) White Pines High School in Sault Ste. Marie, uh, you know, to Thunder Bay, which wasn't a a bigger Mm -hmm. city, maybe, what, 20,000 more, but going to a college Mm -hmm. campus and being nervous and being overwhelmed. And again, it wasn't a huge campus like some of these universities are, but being but being nervous about it oh, and yeah. wondering, oh, you know, um, where, where am I going to find my way around? Am I going to be late for class? All of those where things. Where are the bathrooms? And yeah, and I was 18, 19 years old. <laughs> right. So I'm thinking, you know, kids that are, you know, 8, 10, 12, mm-hmm. 14, uh, even more so. It can be hugely overwhelming. And so if you have... 
Well, we'll get to that in a second. So, you know, one of the other things, I was talking to a mom the other day, mm-hmm. and she was letting kids kind of have some fun late night sleep, you know, uh, yeah. uh, down with grandma <laughs> in Calgary, getting to sleep late, yeah. uh, 10, 11 o'clock at night. But when she came home, it was, okay, we need to get back into that routine yep. of getting to, to, to bed early mm-hmm. or getting back on that schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the physical schedule of getting to bed at a certain time, the waking up is not as big a deal right now because, mm-hmm. you know, let them get the extra sleep if they can. But for sure, getting to bed at a reasonable time and you know what I suggest and it's it's you know we're whatever five days out or six days out or from (laughs) from school starting but you know maybe for next year yeah (laughs) Um, yeah. what you want to do is you want to start slow so if the kids have been used to going to bed at 12 and their bedtime should be like nine or whatever right then you want to like start adding like you know half an hour an hour a week or every three or four days or whatever and slowly inch them back it's a it's a big adjustment to go from 12 to 9 yeah yeah. you know what I mean Um, and so you really want to take your time and and be gentle with the kids but but also let them know what you're doing and why they're still gonna fight you because there might be just, meltdowns, yes. <laughs> that's just how it is. But uh, but it is important to because when they're getting enough sleep and when they're in rhythm, that like reduces their physiological stress. Okay. But also just their emotional sense of being prepared, right? So they're not as grumpy and not as irritable and stuff like that in the morning. They can actually get up and they tend to have better days. When, you know, and I've done this when I was, you know, on my own. It's like stay up all night, you know, do all this other stuff and then the day before I'm supposed to go to school start school I'm trying to get sleep Mm -hmm. I can't get sleep because my mind's going my body's not used to the rhythm then you know for the next week I'm sort of in a daze (laughs) going through the first week of school and you know initial conditions are really really important so when we start something well it's it's a lot easier for it to continue to go well and for us to feel more positive about it so we want to set our kids up for success you talk about bridging what Mm -hmm. is that so this is this is something especially for little kids okay so i was talking to somebody today and they were saying they're they're two or three-year-old was starting sort of a pre-whatever <laughs> program, right? So with the little kids, like anything, you know, I would say below seven or eight even, right? Sometimes they don't quite get that when mom or dad drops them off, that mom or dad are coming back again, right? So you really want to help to foster that with the kids and let them know. And this works for big kids too, though, mm-hmm. or even, even, you know, adults. Say, hey... You know, I know we're going, you're going to school today. I'm really excited for you. Here's what's going to happen. When we're done, I'm going to come pick you up and then we're going to walk home together. I'm really looking forward to walking home together with you, right? And and so what we're doing is we're bridging that time from the time we leave them, we drop them off. We're helping them make that bridge to when we're going to pick them up again so that they, they see that, that there's a connection there. It's not just drop you off and see when you, I'll see you when I see you, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that really does help kids to feel really, really calm, especially in, in now, you know, with the little kids. This works with sleeping as well. This is where this really comes from, right? When you're trying to get them to sleep in their bed and stuff like that. Helping them to see that you'll see them in the morning. Really looking forward to seeing you in the morning. I'm going to give you lots of hugs and kisses and we're going to have breakfast together, right? So they know that, okay, if I go to sleep, they're not going to disappear or they're going to show up again in the morning, right? So, because their brains aren't fully developed in that way yet, yeah. and that's why that's why that little trick works. And and never thought about that. Not having little people in my life, right. you know, I had big I had big kids. It right. probably would have worked on them a couple it, of times as well. <laughs> but I never thought of that. Yeah, just because yeah, I remember going back when I was a kid and at right. times you're afraid of monsters, you're afraid oh, yeah. of this or yeah, you're yeah. afraid of whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's a really great idea. Yeah. 
Yeah, it really works. It really, but but think about it in a relationship, like just adult adult mm-hmm. dating, right? Hey, this is a great date. See ya. Versus, mm-hmm. hey, this is a great date. I can't wait to do it again. Can we go out next week Wednesday? Yeah. Or I'll call you later. Right. Yeah. And you're bridging. You're you're we're doing it. And so there's something innate in us that likes that connection to know that it's going to continue as opposed to, well, I don't know, there's uncertainty. Are we going to continue with this or anything like that? You know, right? coach, when we were dating, mm-hmm. um, I was working early mornings mm-hmm. downstairs, m- music radio. So I was going to bed like at nine o'clock. I was getting up at three o'clock in the morning. But I woke up to a love note from him oh, that's so every nice. morning. He, like I would write him a note before yeah. I went to bed and then. I would always wake up to one the next morning. And again, different sort of bridging, but it was Mm -hmm. that knowing or the anticipation of knowing that it was there. Yeah. Exactly. And, and think, so, so think about for the little kids, what that does for them if they go off to this new strange place with new people and new environment and all this other stuff, to know there's some familiarity waiting mm-hmm. for them at the end of the day. Mom or dad's going to come and we're going to walk home. Or when you get off the bus, I'm going to be there. Or the, tonight I'm going to read your favorite book. You know, anything like that is really going to help them know that, okay... Even if I'm going to deal with some challenges during the day, oh, okay, I know I got, I know what's coming, what's yeah. coming later, and that's going to make it so much better. I guess it doesn't always have to be like, oh, we're going to get ice cream or anything like that. I mean, ice cream's good, right? But yeah, yeah. yeah ice cream's great. <laughs> <laughs> like me, ice cream's great. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, Three fifteen. Uh, Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us in studio this afternoon uh, with another episode of How Does That Make You Feel? We're talking about getting your kids, your grandkids, your nieces and nephews, if you're involved with it, um, ready to get back to school and how. to to um, help with maybe some of the challenges or anxieties that they're facing and you're facing as well as the adults. More to come right after this. Okay, the uh, Wednesday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. My name is Jay Lynn. The fellow sitting across from me is Dr. Gans Ferentz. We're talking about getting the kids ready to go back to school and parents as well. Um, so we've talked about, you know, kind of, you know, you know, just kind of cheating with the uh, the bedtimes and the routines, mm-hmm. getting that, moving that back. Slowly, yep. Mm-hmm. We talked about bridging. Mm-hmm. And again, I love that idea. Um, you talk about uh, listening and empathizing with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Expand on that. I mean, I guess, you know, leading up to it, if they're nervous, if they're excited, listen, if they're scared. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is sort of the the bedrock of good parenting anyway, (laughs) is we should be listening to our kids, right? Um, But there's a number of reasons why this is important. Uh, One of them is that it's important that we validate the kids' feelings. Uh, we, we don't necessarily have to like go along with them. Like, you know, you know what I mean. Like we mm-hmm. don't have to baby them necessarily. But as humans, we don't do well when we don't feel like somebody's hurt us. <laughs> we 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 tend to continue on, try to prove our point, and this this is a thing that happens to little kids, to adults, to you know old age people, right? Everybody, um, and we do it unconsciously. If we don't feel validated, we keep going, right? So helping the kids to know that you actually hear them. One of the things that I teach in my workshops and you know in my sessions and stuff with clients is is uh, something called drive-through talking, right? So when somebody says something, you want to you want to check it out. You want to say, okay, well. Uh, what I'm hearing is you're saying this. Is this is this what you're feeling? Is this what you mean, right? Okay. And so you reflect it back to them so that they understand. They not only 
you don't just tell them, yeah, yeah, I get it, right? Because a lot of times you don't get it, right? But you just say, okay, are you, you mean you're you feeling this way? And they're, no, not quite. It's it's more like this. Oh, so it's more like like this and this. Yes, that's what it is, right? But that means actually listening, Gans. Yes, and, that would and mean that. <laughs> a lot of people aren't good at really listening. Well, you know, no kidding. This is <laughs> this is the truth, and it's not just around parenting. It's around relationships. It's at work. It's everywhere, right? I mean, um, uh, this is this. This is something I do actually a lot in my workshops and, and with my clients. It's because it is the foundation of good relationships across the board and good communication. But you know, well, well think about it this way: we have we have um, filters when we are trying to get something we have inside of us out mm-hmm. verbally. Okay, we don't necessarily always express it the way we're feeling or, or thinking it, and then we have filters when we're receiving it. When we hear it, we don't always interpret what we hear in the same way as we hear it, right? So we got basically three or four filters in the way. So it makes no sense to think that, you know, when you say something, I understand what you're saying, even though we're speaking the same language, because mm-hmm. you might have different uh, definitions for words, yeah. especially emotional words. Yes. And so kids... They're just learning, so they don't even have good words, right? They're learning what the words are. So when we can actually listen and mirror this stuff back, we can help. First of all, it helps to validate them. It really builds their self-esteem. They know that mom or dad are listening, you know, that, that things that, that what they're saying, you know, the big people are taking seriously. But then, uh, then they actually get to learn the language that's appropriate to use for these emotional feelings that they're having, mm-hmm. right? So the next time the conversation gets easier, and so they don't have to act it out by throwing something or breaking something or throwing a tantrum, they can actually say, no, I'm feeling my tummy is upset because, you know, I'm really scared or I'm worried about school or, or whatever. So listening is a huge thing. But then the other thing is, once you listen, you might actually hear that, okay, well, you know what? Maybe there's some things we can actually tweak, okay? So maybe uh, they don't really like the teacher. This teacher's a little too aggressive, or maybe this one's too quiet, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And, and if there are things we can do as parents to help advocate for our children to, be, uh, to find a better fit in the classroom, and not just little kids, bigger kids too, right? Um, uh, or if there's, you know, or if there's a bullying situation, right? To know that mom or dad or whoever the whoever the caretaker is is on top of it, and they got the kids back, and they're going to be going to the school to talk and, you know, um, get help. That helps the child feel so loved and so respected, but also can help them have the courage to deal with that situation better when it happens. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes we got to go to war. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you know Absolutely, what I mean? Yeah. And so we got to be up for that. We got to be prepared for that and ready to do that as well because we need to fight for our kids and we need to let our kids know that it's okay for them to protect themselves as well because it's not okay to let bullies just walk all over you or anything like that, right? So, and then the, 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 the third thing is <clears throat> when we're listening, we can hear about that and or how they feel about that because sometimes you know sometimes when your parents there are sort of like I'm having a bad day and so I don't like my teacher right but then there's other times when there's something more significant that's going on I'm having a bad week or you know I'm really sad or something else so whether it's because of bullying whether it's because of other things that are non-school factors we want to listen to that because it is important to then help the kids know that help is available whether it's talking to a school counselor or a psychologist or a child psychologist or somebody that's going to help you and your kids be able to work yourselves through that and come up with solutions is really, really important. And uh, we don't need the kids to 
start off with bad yeah. feelings or experiences in school or with other adults or kids. You've brought up so much right there, and I keep writing things down because <laughs> I don't want to miss them. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you talk about validation mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. and the importance of it. Um, and it's and it's and it's for young people and it's for so it's for humans it's for humans yeah. <laughs> isn't it really that's, that's right. what it comes yeah. down to what is it about that is it just understanding for the person that's being validated that mm-hmm. someone is is listening that someone is getting you that someone is taking the time to listen to what you're saying well let's talk about kids then we'll talk we'll expand yeah. it out right so with kids Love is attention. That's yep. that's what love is, right? If I if I'm willing to spend time with you, if I'm willing to put down my device, turn off the TV, mm-hmm. put down the book or the paper, look you in the eye, and listen to who who you are, what you're saying, your ideas, whatever it is, that is love, right? It feels like love, and so it builds like literally, it like helps their brain expand, and and but not just little kids. That's that's mm-hmm. with all of us, our big us big people as well. So validation is is that it's it's knowing that what y- who you are matters, how you feel, what you think matters. I may not have to agree with it, I may not even understand all of it, mm-hmm. but I un- I understand that you are important, and if you're important, then what you have to say or what you have to what you're feeling is also important to me. So I'm going to take the time to pay attention, to listen, and to engage with you. And to say, well, tell me more about that. Wow, that must, you know, that reminds me of when I was a little boy or a mm-hmm. little girl, and I felt kind of like that too. <sighs> Is this how you feel? Do you know what I mean? Those conversations. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, when your child comes home and says, this is what happened, whatever it is, mm-hmm. do you have those conversations in the car on the way home when the child brings it up? Do you have it after dinner? Is there a time and a place? Do you address it immediately or do you do you, do you bring it up a couple of times? Like Right. <sighs> So, so I think I think generally we want to try to create that space where it feels safe to have those conversations ongoing, mm-hmm. right? But uh, but you know, generally, whenever they come up organically, that's that's the best time, time to to do, it. to to do it, right? If you like, whatever you're cut short because you guys you know show up to the arena and you got to go out and to the game or whatever, right? Then you can say, you know what, let's talk about this a little, a little later because this is really important and I want to hear how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. And and then you can do it before bedtime or when you're back in the car or whatever, but I think it is important to um, follow up with some of that stuff, especially when you feel that, you know what, there may be something deeper going on here. A break for the 3.30 mm-hmm. news. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation about getting the kids ready to uh, get back to school. You you brought up bullying and about going to war sometimes uh, for the adults having to do that. I uh, want to touch on that because I know we had a lot of uh, feedback when we talked mm-hmm. about bullying this week, week. But I also want to talk about celebrating the wins and how to set the tone <laughs> because, boy, oh, boy, that seems to be a challenge. doesn't matter if they're little kids or they're big kids sometimes. Oh, yeah. More right after this. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.